another episode of a new talk it's a fresh one it's new it's good and we are here myself elaine janelle and the one and only kim pritchett yes we're doing great works and um we decided to do an episode with the great podcast called fishers and men based out of la california and um if you've been listening the music you just heard is from the great group called king and country and the song is called fix my eyes on you so, before we go any further and get caught up in any other things, I just want to um, give space for Kelly to be Kelly and tell us more about uh, Fishers of Men podcast. Fishers of Men, this is a tongue twist, Fishers of Men podcast 
is a really dope um, podcast, like a Christian-based um, podcast out of Los Angeles, like Janelle said. Um, the two hosts are Mary Ashley and Laura. Two amazing people, so down to earth. Um, you can listen to their podcast at www.fishersofmenpodcast.com. They are like the coolest people in the world, and they're just real about everything from feelings to relationships, the whole nine. Um, so check them out. And in this interview today with Mary Ashley and Laura, we're going to discuss everything from fellowshipping with people with different doctrines, um, being unequally yoked, um, courting so many just different aspects of not just our walk with Christ and being, uh, I guess, if you want to call us a millennium, millennial um, in Christ, but just, 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 just good conversation. And I think uh, you'll pull a lot out of it. Definitely. Definitely. And so um, these two young ladies, I just want to let everybody know that they met us because by, well, I met them because they were listening to Renew Talks podcast and they started following us. And I was like, Oh, this is banging. I was like, let me check out their podcast. And then we began to converse a little bit here and there and we connected and I told them what I thought that would be a good idea for all of us to do together. And so I'm all about bringing the two worlds and different worlds together, helping us be more united um, and seeing what we have in common and where we can grow. And so that's what this great episode is about today. So before we go any further, we're going to play some more good music, great music for you. And right after the music, we'll be right back with Laura and Ashley, Mary Ashley. All right, y'all. Peace out. Peace out. But see you in a minute. I want you to stay. Stay with me. you to stay stay don't I want you to walk walk with me I want you to walk 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 with me you to talk, talk with me, I want you to talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. talk with me,
cast Fishes of Men with my partner in crime here, Mary Ashley, and I also do photography and film uh, on the side and, well, on the side. Fishers of Men is kind of on the side, and then my yeah. day job is film. But it's pretty cool because it's kind of my dream job. And I also mm. help run a uh, program called Act One out of Hollywood, which is how we met. She was doing oh. the screenwriting track. I did the producing track. Cool. So, Kelly, if you want to talk about screenwriting, I got you some <laughs> info. Listen, and so, and Act One is specifically... Yeah, so it's, oh, nice. nice. Yeah, Act One is yeah, specifically so. for uh, Christians for that want to be producers or writers. Yes. Yeah. Yo, yeah, they're yeah, so banging. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know what I was doing. You see this here? <laughs> I went to school for communications, but screenwriting wasn't my thing. <laughs> my teacher was like, You don't want to write? I said, No. I want to talk. So what um what made you guys start Fishers of Men? I know you explained how you met, which was awesome, but what made you guys decide to start this um podcast in particular? Well, you know there's that verse about beauty from ashes. <laughs> okay. Uh we were we were both kind of really frustrated with the whole dating scene in LA, especially as Christians. And we found ourselves both kind of frustrated with Christian men. So we decided to do this project that it first started out with a web series that Mary Ashley wanted to do called Fishers of Men. Uh, but we started to realize that it was bigger than just a web series. And we kind of wanted to do the whole transmedia thing where we wanted to be on multiple platforms. So we thought the most economical way for us to start our project was to just start a podcast because mm -hmm. we can literally just do that with an iPhone. I mean, we have other equipment than that, but mm -hmm. if we really wanted to, I think the great, uh, what the great thing about where, how, uh, the time that we live in now is we have no excuses. We can make content. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. It's good content or not, you know, excellence is what separates us. But, um, we thought that this was a topic dating that is, um, and relationships in general is just kind of a universal topic. So mm -hmm. Christian or not, I think what we talk about is appealing to people across the board. But the thing is, too, <laughs> we realized that, um, like, as we talked to people about the web series, people were like, oh, my gosh. Like, there was so much interest because yeah. it's stuff that we're not really hearing from the pulpit. Like, there's not, there's no guidebook, really. Right, like, right, right how to date or I mean there are like books about having marriages and stuff like that but there's a lot uh that people want to talk about just in their everyday lives like a lot of decisions we have to make um that there's no real like public forum to talk about it and we also really wanted a way to for people to be able to tell their real stories but also for our listeners to feel like they're not alone because we've both gone through that where it's like we'll be facing some sort of struggle mm -hmm. and we feel like, oh, my gosh, I must be the only one that's ever felt like this, this early yeah. because everybody else is like, my life is perfect. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, like there's a lot that people don't talk about in public, but that they suffer with privately. And so we really wanted to uh, kind of talk about those stories and have a, a public forum for that. That's so neat. Kelly, you have any questions? 
Uh, I was writing down my first question, actually. Ooh, go pee. Introduce our topic topic first. Okay. So people are like, did she just pull this out of the air? (laughs) No, 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 no. So um, the two main things we want to talk about tonight in particular on our episode is about, um, well, we all represent different uh, uh, lifestyles of worship within Christ or Christendom as the seminary people may say. And so <laughs> um, we wanted to talk about mer- worship and ministry related and kind of what unites it, unites us and the things that we enjoy about um, worshiping God. And then we're also going to dive in a little bit into the topic that um, Mary Ashley has uh, explained so well about dating and about uh, being women who kind of have values, um, who do have values. <laughs> kind of have values <laughs> who do have values <laughs> you know <laughs> how it is in that scene <laughs> you know cause not, you know, I'm not saying that people don't have values anymore but people's values are different than a lot from then what uh, those who may be in the church or who are saved and how we kind of view certain aspects of life. So I always think dating is an interesting topic. Um, that's why I think I like your podcast. Because mm-hmm. it's always, okay. like, it's relevant. It's so relevant and so real. Somebody can listen to this 10 years from now, and it's going to be relevant. Yeah. 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 Okay. Kelly, you got that first question. Go ahead. Oh, like, okay. Um. So we're talking about, like, fellowship i've always been the type of person of i'm kind of open to fellowship with anybody regardless of um their doctrine um i've gone to mass with my friends and things like i've gone to the ame church i've gone to the methodist church my mom is holiness my father's methodist and then there's me um but sometimes people kind of naturally separate themselves based on doctrine and it's something that I get, but I don't get because if we have the common denominator, which I always felt, if the common denominator is Christ, then what difference does it make? I mean, if I believe in the Trinity and you don't believe in the Trinity, like if the bottom denominator is at some point, why do we keep separate? Is it a natural thing or is it a superiority thing? Like, what do you guys think on that? That's interesting. I don't know that I have a really great answer, although I do want to point out that Mary Ashley and I find it very easy for us to work together, even though we are of, quote unquote, di- different doctrinal backgrounds. I mean, she's Catholic, I'm Protestant, but I don't I don't think, or at least I don't necessarily use that as like, oh, I identify as like just Protestant, you know, right. I, I, I like, I think as a denomination, non-denomination is one. Um, there's a lot of churches out here in LA that kind of claim that I think they want to be the whole, they want to go into the hipster, no labels mm-hmm. status, Yeah. even though of course by nature, that is of course a label, label but, right. um, I think at the end, I think mutual respect is important. I think it's important to hear one another out. I mean, I don't want to get into it too much, but I do believe that if we have doctrinal differences about our core values, it can get heated because what I believe about Jesus 
might be different than what a Mormon or Jehovah Witness might believe about Jesus. And, and that's fine as long as we're respectful and we talk about it and we're not trying to infringe on one another's and, and judge one another based on that. If you want to get into a deep discussion of why I believe what that is by scripture, that's a whole different, you know, level of a kind of talk. But I think we can just get to hang out and get together and, and be real and be human and, you know, talk about our frustrations with not just the church, but with God. I think it's okay to say that we get frustrated or confused about really what our own doctrine, our scriptures say. And I think that's cool because if we serve a God who is bigger than us, if I understood him, then I wouldn't need him, right? Touche. That's good. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I've been thinking about this a lot. And I think that part of it is like people's, A, people's need for belonging and be people's need to be right. <laughs> I think it's like that, no, that's a real. mixture of both of those, you know, because it's like uh, we all just, uh, being human, like we want to belong to a group, you know, it's like our excluded. And then also it's like because if you take something seriously, like you can so easily go down a path of like thinking, every little detail is like, well, I, well, what about this? I need to get that right. And then what about this? Well, like, if that means this, then that means this and that means this. And then you, you know, um, you can go down the hole kind of the rabbit hole, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And, and then that, then you see other people that don't agree with you. It's like, yeah, but you're wrong and I'm right. And you need to change your ways because I know what the right way is. And um, yeah. So I think it's kind of like a human thing, but I think Laura is right that ultimately you can focus on unity and still be friends and have yeah. a really right. nice, peaceful, harmonious relationship, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. and it's not that those things don't matter, you know, it's just that you can, to a certain point, agree to disagree and kind of trust that God is in control over everything. Mm-hmm. I fully agree. And um, I think that sometimes, like when you said the need to be right, it hinders us from drawing other people well we can't draw it hinders us <laughs> i'm trying to for be like being right. yeah for being and being available because we're bickering about all the little things and if that can hinder us from being available to yeah. allow god to minister and help other people no matter like what their ethnicity is no matter what their background is no matter what life story they've you know experienced um I think that that hinders us when we're so distracted on the, I call them the small things. That's what I do. Yeah. I mean, we've even gotten uh, comments like uh, on our podcast, like we got one comment that said we were uh, opening the door to Satan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was fun comment. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, like people were talking about things in our podcast and I didn't explicitly say like, well, the church considers that to be a sin. Got it. Um, right. You know, I just, I just kind of, assume, because that's just not my style, um, you know, because I, I just kind of like let things, I let people tell their real stories, you know, and, it, and like, it's not like the person who was talking about it was glorifying it or whatever. Um, but it, it was, you know, I, I guess our listener thought that uh, I should have been really explicit in saying, um, this is simple. And like, he thought that that could encourage people to be simple. And that was opening the door. Uh, okay. uh, I was just like, Oh yeah. I don't think our position, I think this is just 
it is pertinent to parallel with the church and like what we talk about within relationships because people can go at relationships all different ways. Mm-hmm. But the common denominator is love and heartache, right? But the con- con- common denominator with religion, with Christianity specifically, I won't even go into religion because that's a whole different thing, but, <laughs> you know, with, with uh, Christian, Judeo-Christian traditions, our common denominator is Christ. And maybe we see that differently. We look at scripture differently. But if people are outside of that, if people are not even a believers, like we can't come at them with, um, things that scripture says because they're they're not even there yet. If they don't know? recognize the authority of yeah. scripture, it doesn't. Thank you. And you know. and with love and with love and relationships, you know, like oh. yeah, maybe somebody's going to be doing relationships differently than I would. You know, maybe you believe in sex before marriage. Maybe you believe in not no marriage at all. Mm-hmm. Just want long term relationship, and you don't need a piece of paper that you know. You know, like like it doesn't matter what. Uh, mode you're going to in the end we want to have be a forum where people can express where they've been hurt in love Mm -hmm. and maybe maybe if we can be uh, a light to them maybe that will get them to be curious about why we believe what we believe and then if they're asking about jesus then we can open the door then versus trying to do it the back way and say like jesus said this this is why your life sucks i mean because god knows as christians our lives are going to suck at some point, because we live on earth, and this yeah. is not our bodies that we're going to be glorified into, and we're still human, we're still going to mess up, and thank God for grace. Right. I have a good quote for you all. Uh, <laughs> it's Madeline Lingle. Mm. It's, we draw people to Christ not by loudly spreading belief in how they are and how right we are, but by showing them a light that is so lovely that they want with all their hearts to know the source of it. Yeah. Because I was having a fight with someone the other day. We were talking because the Pope did a TED Talk. I don't know if you all know that. He did um, that? Oh, I yeah, love TED Talks. Talk. <laughs> See, I told you I like to talk. Go ahead. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. I loved what he said. Um, you know, because A, you know, a TED Talk is mostly to scientists. Like, that's the audience, you know. Um, and so he kind of, he talked about, the universe and he talked about um science and god and he talked about the parable of the good samaritan mm. and he talked about how we need peace and we need to use science and like technology for peace and um and like we can't forget uh the relationship between people and i loved it i thought it was beautiful um but i had a friend that was like ugh, like i hate this and blah 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 because like the same message you can get anywhere like how these people that he's talking to, like, they're not going to start believing in the Trinity. They're not going to start believing in the Immaculate Conception or in blah, blah, blah. And this, and, you know, like, start going, these are scientists that barely believe in God. Like, right. <laughs> like, know your audience. Like, if you want to come out and yell about the Trinity, like, good for you. But, like, that's, right. I don't feel like that's going to be very helpful. Yeah. You know, and um, and so I, I, someone ended up posting that quote, and I was like, "This is an amazing quote. I love this. I be- this is what I believe." <laughs> um, and and but that same person, it's so funny. He also, when he first discovered our podcast, was like, "Well, why don't you all talk about other things that aren't relationships?" And I'm like, "But this is what our whole podcast is about. That's the purpose like, of it. The reason why we're doing it is because nobody else is doing it. Like, you can have plenty of other. Like, yeah. you can find apologetics podcasts. Like, yeah. you know, but." Well, yeah, and, and relationships just like is an inexhaustible topic. Oh my gosh, yeah. Itself. And who thinks they have all the answers? Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why. That's why I said. 
And that's why yeah. I said 10 years from now it could be relevant because it's it's, it's going to be something that people are constantly seeking. I mean, how many how many years have we been writing love songs? Like like yeah, we studied Hamlet for from eons ago. <laughs> and then you li- and there's still it's still about love and the confusion of I don't understand. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's so relatable. I mean that's just my stance. I'm just, I'm just, I told my friend one time, cause, um, so with, within the Christian church and in the Pentecostal area, they also have apostolics and their concept is Jesus only. And sometimes I told my friend, I'm a little, I'm a little free. And he was like, how free are you? <laughs> I was just like, I'm just, I just live on a little bit of an edge because just like you, these scientists that the Pope was doing the TED talks with, you can't expect no somebody to full throttle jump in the in the in the off the boat and into water when they still don't understand why the water's there. They don't understand. Right. <laughs> you can't expect. Yeah. Come on, let's go yeah. swimming. And why are we swimming again? And what is the purpose of swimming? And what will swimming do for me? Like it's just like that's how I think. <laughs> yeah. You guys really want to yeah. know how I think? What you think? And this, and this is just as plain as I can, as plain as I can say it. If I'm in the water and I'm drowning, scientifically, they say if you if you're drowning, you're going to go down and come back up for air. I don't care if it's an apostolic. I don't care if it's an atheist. I don't care if it's somebody saved me. Like that. That's the thing that we've we've lost, like kind of sight of. Like if I'm laying on the surgery table, I don't care what you are. Make sure I wake up out of this anesthesia and make sure I'm fine when you're done. Mm-hmm. And, like, the thing is, I think we, like, as a society, we've lost the common respect um, for each other's beliefs and things like that. Which is why sometimes with people, it's, oh, well, you're this and I believe this and I think I'm right. Okay, everybody thinks they're right about their religion and their beliefs. Everybody does. Everybody, like, <laughs> it's just inevitable. If I didn't, be- if I didn't think it was right, I wouldn't believe in it. Yeah, yeah. And even people it's who are like, is- all religions are the same. Like, that's still a belief that they think is right. Right. <laughs> right. They'll never. Then some of them will never admit it. Cause they'd be like, "What you mean?" But but it's still a belief because you you put that in your mind to stay right, right. there. You believe that. Mm-hmm. So it's like I think as a society we've become so just i'm right you're wrong and there's nothing you can do about it okay you may be right i may be right but i'm still going to respect you when you're right about what you believe in when you feel what you believe is right mm-hmm. so it's I not like it's important it, 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 to go ahead yeah i was just gonna say yeah i think that you're right we all think that we're right we should be like living the way that we think is right but in the end I believe that humility is taken for granted these days. We need to be humble because, of course, we're not going to be 100% right on everything. And even though we are right, we still have to be humble in the stances that we take, even though they are truth, perhaps, because we want to be open for somebody and safe for somebody to kind of have that dialogue with us, which is hard to do in this world when people are so contentious most of the time. But how can we be the light? We can be the light by actually listening and not being defensive right. and not, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't do this well at all. I'm just saying, I think <laughs> this is a good I'm idea. 
to be to listen patiently <laughs> what the other person is saying and really listen instead of trying to be like okay uh, i'm gonna check that check that i'm gonna come back to that because you're wrong i'm like trying to make this list in my head of where you're all wrong but what am i listening for to say that mm-hmm. you are right or at least that's coming from a place that is genuine and truthful and like let's dig into that more because it's got to come from something you know so I think you just need to meet people where they are. And I think that's exactly. what's great about what we do it, as storytellers, the stories that we tell, we, you know, they don't have to be quote unquote Christian. They're Christian because we're Christian and we're making them, but they don't have to be Christian, <laughs> like a genre of Christian. Yeah, we've had non Christians on our show. Because, yeah, it's it's like a dialogue that you can participate with, within the human condition. Yeah. And if you could relate to each other in that way, that's so much better than just trying to throw the Bible at you. It's like a language that they don't even understand. Why would you even go there? And the other thing, too, is, like, when you're listening to someone and you're trying to, like, nitpick, like, where they're wrong, you lose your joy. Like, you don't have any joy, you know? Like, and so it's like, how are we going to try to transmit to someone like this is something you might want to follow in the future <laughs> you know if we're like angry all the time yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you know like like because out of one side of our mouths we're saying like oh yeah this is the way the truth of life this is the way to be saved this is the way to to feel the fullness of god's love and on the other side of our mouth we're saying but we're totally miserable all the time and everybody is wrong and we hate everything yeah <laughs> right <laughs> and you can't join that's you can't join once again, we can't draw them. I keep saying it. I'm sorry, y'all. But you can't <laughs> be a vessel and an instrument, like you guys said. If you just people gonna be like, I don't wanna and I mean that's I mean that's so straight up. Like I always um me and my friends used to have a joke when we were younger, because we was like, if you look a mess all the time, ain't nobody wanna be your friend. <laughs> True. Nobody True. wants to hang out with you. True. But I feel like it's the same way with Christ. If you mean you angry all the time, like do I really and the, oh, that's what I was going to say. Um, so there's a song. I thought about using this for this episode, but I'm trying to save it. That just came out from the guy Paul uh, PJ Morton, and so he's a he's a PK. And the song is called uh, "I Don't Like Your Religion." The song's called "Religion," but the concept is "I Don't Like Your Religion" because you do all these things in the name of God, and then he runs this one line that keeps saying. Um, what is your God it? has something to do with that. That's the line. Your God has nothing to do with that. So while you're being mean and you're yelling and I'm like, huh, this doesn't show me what I thought God was. <laughs> and so he talks about, you know, people killing in the name of the Lord and, they're, you know, being mean and just, just or just saying things because they didn't read out the Bible. But that was just what they heard. He's like, that, that messes up kind of our walk and our representation of Christ. So... Yeah. It's a really good song called Religion. <laughs> cool, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, thank you. And I think that's important to realize that the church is made up of people who are faulty. And that is including our leaders, our church leaders. And ourselves. And ourselves. So uh, when people, you know, when they want to, when people are focused to bring people into the church, like the church doors, I think that's the wrong focus. you got to... You are the church. You got to bring the church to the people. You, what I love about my church in uh, in Hollywood is called Ecclesia. We're we're trying to promote the church outwardly. Like, where are you in your daily life? That's your ministry. That's your 
that's your mission field. Um, I'm a producer. I'm going to be a missionary on my set. I'm going to treat my people well. I'm going to try to get them home within 20 hours. No, I'm going to try to respect the, the people have family. You know, I'm trying to do what I can to treat my crew kindly yeah. because that's the love of Christ in me, wanting to do that for them. Um, I'm not going to go up and be like, y'all got to go to church on Sunday because you guys need to hear the word of God. Like, I, if you're <laughs> you can't not, have a job if you don't go to church. They're, yeah, they're not... <laughs> It's so funny that you guys say that because, like, before I got saved and everything, I grew up in church. I'm a PK. And for a while, I was so turned off mm-hmm. for salvation. And it wasn't through my parents because I, outside of ministry and thing, I loved them as my parents. Like, right, wrong, or indifference, I loved them as my parents. I never looked at them in this way. But certain people in the church, I would always say, if this is what being saved is, mm. <laughs> Seriously, I said oh, that. I, I, I that. Like, if, if heaven is full of these people, I don't want to be there. <laughs> huh. you, you can save it. Like, like, seriously, like, that would be my thought process. Like, and isn't it how, and how insidious is the devil because he knows that. He knows, like, mm-hmm. first of all, and going back to our, relation, our, our podcast about relationships, God, the devil knows that relationships is a fundamental makeup of what we want because that's how god made us to be in relationships so where is where's the devil going to get us in our relationships like our romantic relationships right and in in the people that are supposed to make up the church i mean and maybe not even that but just like our friends like if you can't get along with the people that are supposed to be your support group or you're not you don't you don't agree with all those people because they're being catty or whatever you know, the, the devil's so insidious. He'll go there first because he knows that if he can break your trust in people mm-hmm. that they that you see as the church that represent God or or men who, you know, um, are supposed to be a part of like, who uh, are seeing people break up all the time mm-hmm. and you are one to be part of that and, and to perpetuate that because you think that you need something better. That if you're a commitment folk, like the devil just knows us, you know, like yeah, our, weaknesses. our weaknesses and it's through relationships that I think that is the best demonstration of God's love as well as the best demonstration of why we need God's love because mm-hmm. Gosh, Grace. I mean, without Grace, you know, I, I, half my friends just would not want me around, and vice versa. Yeah, we're yeah, as well. Each other, you know, yeah. and and it, I think commitment, like the devil, has really done a turn on our generation who are commitment phobes because they they just don't want to do it. They they want easy gratification. They want they want the bigger, better thing. I think you should say we, not they. We. <laughs> We're part of we're part we, of it. the generation. Yeah, I agree. But mm-hmm. yeah, and it's it's crazy. It's like because we're called to love our enemies. They love like right next to us sometimes. And you, I, and that's not going to change. You can you can change friends. 
I mean, don't stay in bad relationships. Don't stay in abusive relationships. But I mean, it's got to start somewhere where we're we're permitted to stay. Um, to at least not try to hate people. Yeah, no, definitely not hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's a harsh, and it's a harsh word. Like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a strong word. Hate, you say you think what? Indifference is worse than hate. You do? What What makes you? I, I, I would like to hear that. Because hate involves passion. Um, I mean, there's different instances. That's not going to be true across all the boards. Okay. But I think, hmm. I think it's like I could hate, I could hate sex trafficking. I could okay. hate it, you know, and I can just be like, you know, I have all this passion toward, against it. I have all this righteous anger, whatever, call for justice. But maybe that's more of a mask of, like, my indifference because I'm actually not doing anything about it. And I think in the end, if you don't care about something, it's not going to move you to do anything. At least that's hate good. is propelling you towards something. Oh, that's I good. About, no, I, like, I like, anger, I like but it. Love. There's definitely non-righteous anger, which is a whole different thing. But. I have heard that, though, that it's like if you hate something, you're still thinking about them, mm-hmm. at least. And you still care what happens to them in the future. But if you don't care about someone at all and you don't care about what happens to them at all, then that's like a total just absence of mm-hmm. love. That's, uh, that's I don't really know. interesting. Hmm. That makes me think. I like that. You're going to make me ponder on that one for more. Only because it's Sorry, very, it's so fall. true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got You're me like that. Into thought. Oh. <laughs> I'm because I was just having a conversation with my mom about a family member who honestly like can't stand with the passion i'm just going to be completely honest with you guys um and i can't stand them with a burning pad like <laughs> when they're around me i cringe and my mom was like you really let them get that much power up over you and i was like yes yes <laughs> yes <laughs> like yes like and like the thing is i'm really asking like and i, I say i've i think I really haven't like forgiven them because I still cringe when I hear their name. And like you're right, hate involves a lot of passion, and that's why I was sitting there so quiet. Like, hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, but- like you're completely right. It involves like because if I just I, there's a lot of people who like I just genuinely not in a rude way. I just genuinely don't care what happens. Mm-hmm. It's not me being mean it, I just don't has nothing to do with me but this person I just you guys pray for me on this one yeah I understand and I'm like the most like I'm the nicest person you'll probably ever meet like really easy going but when you were saying that I was like yeah it is passion it is a passion to hate <laughs> like a dis, like a dis- <laughs> but I was, I was just thinking, like, yeah, wow, I am passionate about it, and I never thought about it like that. Thank you. <laughs> Let me write that down. <laughs> yeah, and then you got me with the, the, you got her the hate with the indifferent part. I think that's really scary because it is so many. It's so true. Yeah, we live in a world like if it has nothing to do with me or my family or my people, we kind of dismiss it, and so that can be like kind of like a yikes moment. Um, because we're those forgotten people, those we should be reaching out to on purpose can easily become forgotten. Um, 
Yeah, and I think also the media feeds into our heads. I must just say that because you yeah. you start thinking oh, yeah. like that. Well, if I help them out, they're gonna get they're gonna get in my car and they're gonna do this and do that. And I'm not saying be stupid, of course. Yeah. Or, but yeah. <laughs> it's just we really we'll take things to the total extreme and won't take a leap of faith or really really help somebody for a moment because we're so scared. Um, yeah, we have a, we live in a fear culture. And I, I, I'm trying, I'm really trying to bet against that because I really have the mindset where I want to be effective in my daily walk. Like you said, like our everyday walks, um, when you said your church, Ecclesia was mentioning, like that's your ministry. And what's funny is I work at a church, but, (laughs) (laughs) but when we meet people come to the church all the time who are not saved, asking for help, they'll ask for money and things like that. And I think even if, even if you have to turn them in a certain direction, okay, I can't hand you $5 now, but we can do this over here, I think it still has a certain attitude that mm-hmm. it should be done and they won't turn people away from God um, as well. This, this is good. That's why I said I like this. Uh, <laughs> so um, we're going to transition, though, into um, our relationships because of the fact that we're talking about our relationship with God and now to talk about relationship with people. <laughs> and um, I I kind of feel like we've been talking about it just in a different format for real, for real. yeah. So, Kels, you have any questions? Uh, um, I think a lot of like on talk shows, like you, you know the show The Real and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they they bring up a lot of different dating questions, and <laughs> I've always wanted good. Like, cause I think we all have our different like interpretations of unequally yoked. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Very, we don't go there. <laughs> How much time we got? <laughs> it's it's very to me. It's very subjective. Like equally yoked can be, oh but it can God, just because yeah. someone can check all the boxes, on... but even right, still, like, like not be in Christ. I think you know, like you can yeah. go to church every day. And I think it's a heart condition, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's subjective in as much as that people can curate their profiles and curate what they're going to say and try to put out this persona that they're they want other people to see. But in the end, if you get to real, know the real person, I think you can decipher that. Oh, maybe we don't think about God the same. If we're talking about religion specifically, I mean, that's what I assume we're talking about. An equally be different. You know, you can things. see you can see them act in a way that goes Just contrary doesn't. to what they say they believe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you're getting to know a person, you see them through action, not word. And so um Or yeah. even if they do I mean, I don't know, like yeah. It's I, so subjective, like it's so subjective because it's like even even the people that do like okay, like they are good people and compatibility just like this fundamental lack of compatibility you know like they maybe they have ideas about like i don't know gender roles or you know like what they see themselves doing in the future where they see themselves living Mm -hmm. the kind of lifestyle they want um you know like that kind of stuff is all and you know i would i would agree to to a to a certain degree but the subjectivity is what you put on yourself i think it's you can be subjective of what is fundamentally valuable to you mm-hmm. and see if your potential partner 
has those same core values. So it's subjective to the pairing and, and still like you, like, okay, the easy example is like, I wasn't going to date anybody that wasn't a Christian within the last couple of relationships. Like you had the Christian and then you had like the past Christian and then you like had the PK, like I can, ha I, I dated all these different forms of Christian men and I certainly was unequally yoked with a couple of them because we just didn't think about God the same. We had different, even it would if what even what it even meant to be in a relationship okay. together yeah what relationships even meant so i think you're right subjectivity yes but we do have we have the bible we have scripture if you know if we're talking in this christian realm and we mm -hmm. can we can see like what my measure of how I'm going to look at scripture and what this person's measure is going to look at scripture. We're talking and what again, it means for their life and what it means for their life and, yeah. and how it reflects outwardly in their daily life. Um, we could talk about, I mean, we did a, we did a podcast uh, called relationships across the aisle and it wasn't just religion. I mean, it was just like politics, politics too. Right. And like, yeah. cause there's different things, but I think in the end, the thing to think about is what is the fundamental um, uh, red flag or deal breaker as our last episode was about is, or is that coming out Monday? Oh, that's coming out Monday. I'm getting ahead of myself on breakups. Going? Yeah. On breakups. Sorry. Oh. Um, we're going to, we're going to, we got therapy on the air. Oh, no. <laughs> did that come up yesterday? No, I, I did. Oh, sorry. I forgot sorry. To put it up yesterday. Okay. So, um, <laughs> we have an episode coming up on breakups. We highly recommend you listen to it um, because it's about what you both are, are valuing as your core fundamental thing. And the things that you clash, because of course you're not going to find somebody that believes everything exactly the way you do. Mm -hmm. Are those things going to be um, things that you can compromise on? And the things that you don't compromise on, that you don't want to compromise on, like that you're just getting yourself, you're just playing with fire at that point if you are still setting yourself up for heartbreak or, or failure. I mean, yeah. you could still certainly engage in long-term relationship and still make it work when you're fundamentally in disagreement. You just have to agree about how we're going to disagree and we're going to agree right. not to let this get into the relationship. But those are all questions that should come at the forefront, which I don't think people tend to do the way people do relationships i think there are extremes like either you avoid it or you like come right out the gate and like the first message people send sometimes is like hey like i hate this <laughs> like i just got a message yesterday this guy his first message to me was about how he hated bourbon and i'm like, uh. <laughs> like cool. okay i love bourbon so i don't i don't really see this working out <laughs> you're falling out <laughs> a weird I mean it's like what I <laughs> right out the gate yeah know? like that was the introduction it wasn't like you talked about right. this topic before <laughs> his first message <laughs> which as I was just like what um, <laughs> how did you even find me you know and obviously like he seems like he read my profile so it says that I'm from Kentucky on my profile which you know get a clue anyway <laughs> so he uh he says i'm in bardstown right now for work which is a town in kentucky in the bourbon area i'm in bardstown right now for work it's okay i hate bourbon whiskey is for men so i said bourbon is a form of whiskey 
And he said, bourbon is America's fast food version of whiskey. Only the Irish and Scots know whiskey. Guys who drink bourbon drink wine, and they take their girlfriends to the gym with them. That was his second message to me. And I was yeah. like, Why? what? Yeah. <laughs> Why even reply? What? I just what? Yeah. That's so random, she though. She added to my block list. I would have blocked this number. <laughs> like, just, you know what? He provided me with so much entertainment, though, with my friends. So. Oh, good. Thank you, random guy who so hates Berman. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I think, especially with online dating, like, when you find out a bunch of random facts about someone just from their page, they then you feel like you kind of know them, and then sometimes you feel tempted to, like, write them a message about all these little details, like, you know, whether or not, and so, like, I've had some guys that's like, hey, like, before we go out, like, I want to know what your stance on abortion is, and, like, you know, just, and, I'm like, <laughs> Kelly's face! Like, if we were in a bar, you would never say that to me as, like, your first message, you know? You would never walk up to someone and be like, I just want to make sure we're on the same page about abortion. Like, that's, that's strong. I'm so lost. That's so strong. <laughs> That's so strong. I'm not I saying mean, it's like. That's strong. Go ahead, sis. I, it's just all I'm saying is it's very strong. Like that's the same. It's just, I equate that to the same aspects of when well people would just like walk up and they'd be like, you know, I'm a virgin, and you're like, okay. <laughs> so what I they got to do with anything? Like, well, how do you do? Like, that come on, man. You ain't gonna be in a relationship acting crazy like that. <laughs> I, that's just my opinions. I it I I'm, see like. Yeah. Like I, I, don't know, I, was, I was talking to a guy. Like he, he would. He just randomly said one day, and this wasn't like the first thing that he ever said. But I, I remember I was. I'll never forget. I was driving in my car, and he was like, "I really hate when girls constantly ask me, what are you doing?'" And I'm like thinking to myself, "Did I ask him what was he doing?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Did I?" And I asked. I said, "Did I ask?" Like, and I wasn't Martin. Wait, did I ask you? Like, <laughs> right now you rehearsing the whole. <laughs> and I'm like trying to think, and then I'm like, I get to a red light, and I'm scrolling through messages, like, I know I didn't ask him what was he doing, and he was like, No, I just really like that, just really irritates me. I was just like, Oh, <laughs> I'm just letting just so you know, never for the future. And I was just, and, and, and like, that's why when you were saying it, I was so thrown off because now I remember how that threw me off. And it's like, dude, you didn't even give me a chance. Like, my thing is, let things create an opportunity for itself to come up. Right. And see, that's like, the thing that these let, guys, let, they send me these crazy messages sometimes. And I'm like, I'm uncomfortable with you asking me about that. Because they'll ask me, they'll send me messages about, like, my sexual experience. Like, have you done this? Have you touched that? Like, have you, and I'm like, I don't want to talk about this with you, stranger from the internet. And it's like, well, I just want to see if there's a chance for us to have a serious relationship. And I'm like, dude, I don't even know your last name, and I've never even met you. Like, yeah. there's no, you know. there's no chance of me having a serious relationship with somebody that's starting a conversation like that. Because then I want to know what is in your brain that makes you think that this is okay. What said, right. oh, let's yeah. ask her this today, and this this sounds like a good. Qu- what made you think that was a good question? And you're asking me like you're talking to me like I'm the crazy one yeah. because I don't want you to ask me what I've what touched or haven't touched. <laughs> Yo, people are crazy. Yeah, I'm not. Crazy. Well, let me ask you guys. Oh, you did an episode on this. I t- I started to listen the other day, but I was on my way to work. Um, so my work, my 
my ride to work is not that long. So <laughs> I started listening to it, and you know how you're waiting for the thing to load, and I said, oh, it's not going to happen. Um, speed dating. So I don't really have much of a, of a dating life. Um, I do strongly believe in courting. Like, okay. Um, okay. I, I strongly believe in it because I really don't like wasting time. So the last, all of anybody that's considered an ex, <clears throat> most of them I never really went with. I really just talked to. Um, and the, there were, it's like, two people that I did go with, but it didn't last past three months. So I was just like, is that legitimate? I don't know. So, <laughs> but, I mean, it's good experiences. I mean, all the all the guys, honestly, were good guys, great guys. It just didn't work. But, like, I really want to try speed dating out. And I was kind of wondering. Uh-huh. I said, hmm. I wonder what people think about that. And I'm really putting myself out there because now anybody's going to know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I will say this. Like, just like, just like internet dating, I, I don't think, I, I think we both agree. Like, there's nothing inherently wrong of meeting somebody anywhere. Like, you can meet them online. You can meet them at church. You can on meet them on the street, wherever. Yeah. You can meet them on speed, speed dating, speed dating Date. dates. But... It's what do you do in that moment? What do you do in the after, really? It's like, are you going to actually pick up the phone and call this person that you met on the internet? So that it's whatever they're willing to do for that next level. Now, if they're going to go too fast or if they're going to be inappropriate in the next whatever few minutes <laughs> right. or the first date, like that's the red flag that you got to look out for. But I believe you can just meet anybody anywhere. And like the couple I interviewed for that speeding episode, they've been going together for five years now. And they, and met, they met speed on date. a two-minute date. And I was going to ask you, that's what I was going to ask you guys, um, because I know it was something different. I was like, it's just on a tryout. I'm not in a relationship with nobody. I'm not committed to nobody. And I, why can't yeah. I? And if I don't like it, I don't like it. If I love it, I love it. But I wanted to yeah. ask, what has anybody else done speed dating, and what were their kind of experiences with it? That's what. That's why yeah. I need to uh, Honestly, she was the only person I've ever met to go on a speed date, and wow. that's why I wanted to like. Oh my gosh, you need to be on my show. So she, I've never even done it yeah. because it's like all the events here you've got to pay, and it's like thirty bucks. And I'm yeah. like, I don't. Did you say it's thirty dollars? See, so I like, haven't done no research yet. Now tell me. Yeah, again. it's like it, it might be horrible. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> you know? I'm not paying thirty dollars. Does that include food? <laughs> yes. Usually it can include. I, I think it includes at least a drink. I don't think it's a meal. Honestly, it's probably snacks. Yeah, but like for thirty dollars. For that specific mm-hmm. amount, though. Yeah, I mean, all the yeah. events I've seen have been like in that price range. We should just do our own. <laughs> yeah, sponsored by Renew Talk and Fifty Cent. Right? No, for, for real. <laughs> Sign okay, up on this list, and we let you win. Let's do it for ten, five dollars, thirty dollars. Do you know what I could do with that? I know. That's a tank of gas. I know, right? Right. Wait, a tank of gas. And my tank of gas can get me past a week. <laughs> We're not, no, that's not, mm-mm. I can't get with that one. But, um, yes, according to relation, well, let me ask you this. Uh, Laura, you recently got married. Because I remember when I first started listening to the show, you weren't married then. Because I remember some of you talk. I can't remember what episode. Was it the first one? Maybe the second one. But I remember you were talking about some of your experiences with mm-hmm. the people that you with you dated, and now mm-hmm. you're married. So, like, how has this been? <laughs> <laughs> I, I highly recommend it. Marriage is cool. It's fun. It's nice. Um, as it pertains to um, our show, 
obviously we started, like I said, because we were both in a place of just feeling that heartache um, for various reasons. For me in particular, it was just this guy. And then um, that relationship just was way too fast, way too soon. It was one of those things that we got physical way too soon and, uh, and you know, it just kind of was bad. And then the next relationship started out the same way. Like, I didn't even know he liked me until he kissed me. And then I was like, oh, maybe I do like you, I guess. And then when I got to dating my husband, we were starting to talk. We were still friends. Mm-hmm. Ash- Ashley, Mary Ashley is the one that encouraged him to ask, ask me out. Oh, kudos to Mary Ashley. Good wing woman right here. Because um, <laughs> he was so nervous about asking her out. Because, like, they went to church together. And so I remember us being in the car, and he's just like, yeah, but, like, there's this girl at church, but if I ask her and she says no, like, we have all these mutual friends, and, like, we go to church together, so won't it be weird for the community, and, you know, like, and I was just like, just ask her out. Like, most women will go on a date if yeah. you ask them out, you know. And I should preface that he did ask me out, and we didn't go on a second date for, for like, another two and a half years, because I was just like, mm, nope, nope, not at the time, but... Fast forward, when we did start actual dating, um, because we had been friends, we had that foundation, but at the get-go, he would, he ha- we had the DTR, he actually sat down with me and he wanted to talk about us, which I appreciated because the previous other relationships were just like, oh, you're going to kiss me now, I, I guess. And then I, was, I just made it clear, I was like, I'm not going to kiss you, I'm not going to say I love you, unless there is a ring on it. Like, I, made, I was very, very, very clear in that I was also looking for something serious that will lead to marriage. And I said the word, the M word, because I was like, if you're going to be scared, like I'm, I'm in my thirties, I, I ain't got time for this, <laughs> which again, which of course it's hilarious. Cause if you knew him and Mary Ashley knows him, like, of course he was that guy. Yeah. Like, he's I, like I, I didn't super even, intentional, serious. Yeah. Guy. I, I should have been giving that speech to the other guys, but this guy, I just needed to say it for myself. Self, so I, understand. I think setting it up for, or first of all, personally, you need to know that you're in that place that you are going to have a certain standard. Um, and then it it was it was wonderful. We got engaged like four and a half months later, and then we got married um, New Year's Eve of this last year. So oh, wow. we're, we've we've almost been married as long as we've been dating, almost. So. But you, I think, what comforts a lot of people is because you knew him. Even if y'all weren't close, you just at least knew who. He oh, was. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, 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 and you were always, I mean, you really were friends. I was like, yeah. you know, same friend circle, going to church together. So you were always yeah. seeing each other at events. Like, yeah. you know, like, That's good. you really knew who each other was. Yeah. That's good. Do you mind me asking? You can tell me no. Do you mind me asking your guys' age? I'm 32. Okay. Oh, age? Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm turning 35 on June 5th. So, okay. Few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 32 too. Hi, Mary. Hey. <laughs> I'm uh the back. I'm the opposite of 32. 23. <laughs> That's not said. I'm not even 20. I'm not even 23. I won't be 23 until like next. I'm about to say we're about to say. I thought we exactly like oh, two years ago. Oh yeah, it is Thank coming you. up. I think it's is it next Sunday? Is it 28th? Next, not this Sunday, but it's next Sunday. The last Sunday, don't right before uh, Memorial Day. Right. 
Doesn't that mean something for you? Because aren't you a substitute teacher? So you get some some time away from the children? <laughs> I don't go tomorrow. Like, I, I, like, after the day, I was like, I can't come back until Thursday. <laughs> until Thursday. After the day, I was like, I'm not coming tomorrow. So just, <laughs> yeah. don't even put me on the list. I'm not coming. But, um, yeah, it's always a cool weekend. It's just, it's always traffic. So yeah. it's not really fun to go anywhere. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm the youngest. I'm always the youngest on this podcast. I don't know. I think it's a conspiracy. She it's knows. not a conspiracy. Against me. <laughs> it's not a conspiracy. We're not going to start that. To be honest, guys, I generally, like, if I reach out to my friends, a lot of my friends are actually younger than me. And so, I do have some friends my age. There's nothing weird. But I have a lot of friends that are actually younger than me. But they still have, they still have to be older than Kelly. So, it's just my yeah. default. <laughs> it's not on purpose. And then the majority of my friends are all older. Like, I've always hung out with people who are older than me. So, it's just inevitable. Yeah. 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 So, oh... When you guys were talking about courting on another episode, I want to ask this question before we get to our clues. Um, what were the things that you learned from courting uh, or researching? Yeah. Um, yeah, so we had a couple on that are doing courting. Uh, <laughs> they're courting each other. And uh, the way that they described it... Um, I guess I learned about how intentional it is, how really you don't, it's really guarding your heart. Um, You don't want to jump into anything or even really like do relationshipy things. And it was, they were interesting because they were in a conventional relationship. Like they were like walking on the beach and holding hands and like, you know, going on dates and stuff. And then the guy said that he felt, like he was kind of too close to really make a decision about the direction in the future. Wow. And so he felt like he needed to kind of take a step back. And the girl said that she felt kind of hurt by that until she realized what he was doing. And they went together to classes on courting. Wow. And um, because at first she said she felt like she was being rejected, but he said, no, I just needed to be able to kind of see her more from a distance to be able to see her more clearly and objectively. And like now I feel like I could ask her to marry me tomorrow. But at the time when we were dating, I felt kind of paralyzed Um, because it's like I had these feelings and I didn't really know what to do. And he felt like he couldn't make any kind of decision. And so I thought that that was really Mm. interesting. Um, I mean, I personally feel like dating should let up a little more maintain maybe a little bit more of an emotional distance Mm -hmm. and definitely physical distance um until you kind of know what's going on and know if you want the same thing and know if it can really get serious um to to avoid that heartbreak because both of us we've said before like it's harder to get over so it's harder to get over a heartbreak that comes from crossing the line emotionally than from crossing the line physically. Yeah. Agreed. And I think that's what, I think that's the beautiful thing about courtship. Um, for people that are 
called to do that, I think it's wonderful because you're setting up boundaries that are appropriate and that they are leading you into a relationship that you, you, you take on in phases instead of just like, oh, I want you now. Yeah. And it's that's not... Make a really objective decision yeah. intellectually versus just emotionally yeah. and then deal and re- with the repercussions after. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm sure we've all been there, uh, most people have, where they've got into a relationship too fast or crossed boundaries. And I'm not even talking about sex mm-hmm. necessarily. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. like emotional boundaries. Like you are pouring yourself into this somebody lifelong mate what if you guys break up and he has that piece of you or she has that piece of you right that you'll never get back right. and it's just hard to get over like yeah like when you have that companionship because i think that deep down that's what why everybody longs for a relationship is like we just long to be loved and understood by someone else and to have it's a love that and to love you unconditionally mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so it's like when you feel like you have that with someone and you share so much of yourself with them that's what's so hard. Then you have to go after that and like live your daily life and everything that you see reminds you of them and like the places that you've been and you know, mm. that, and it's like, you're just opening the wound over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I do believe that, um, well, I've heard people say this with divorce. I can't relate it to that cause I haven't lived that life, but I've heard like, I related to almost like a death cause you take the time to build and create something and then it's like, yeah. it, it's, it's killed and, right. and you can't, you're not supposed to <laughs> reach out and call that person or, you know, like, Oh my goodness, that makes you yeah. think of, and then reach out and call that person. And the reason I say you're not supposed to, because you're supposed to have the understanding within yourself. Like it's no longer there. Like you just have to let it yeah. go. Yeah. It so- we did an interview with a lady who's like an expert on divorce, but healing from divorce. Mm-hmm. Not, not, <laughs> not an expert. <laughs> I give you me. But uh, but she, that's what she said. She said it's almost worse than a death because when you when someone in your family dies or a loved one dies, you have this supportive community. Like people come to your house, people bring you food. Mm-hmm. Like every week, go people ask you how you're doing. They'll give you hugs. But when you get a divorce, especially when you're in a church community like that, both of you were in, like people will just avoid you, you know, like wow. because people don't want to be like on a side, and you know, so like no one really she said that she experienced this and like a lot of other people have and it's the hard one of the hardest parts of going to the, through a divorce because you just totally lose your community and wow. your support yeah wow never thought yeah. about it like that. Mm-hmm. that's a good topic guys oh wow <laughs> yeah. well we that's just heavy. did like i said we just we just did an episode on breakups that will debut this week and then mm-hmm. the follow-up it's the same therapist that we talked to about anger and I think that's very relevant about talking about like looking at a broken breakup mm-hmm. as like that person has to be dead to you because if you are like Mary Ashley says, you're reopening those wounds, you need to give it some distance because I, I even am guilty of this, of trying to be friends with an ex too soon that I wasn't over. We were both not over each other. And it's like, what were we doing mm-hmm. by, by pretending to be each other sick other with a limit there? Yeah. I mean, there's a whole other topic that we won't get into today, but I mean, I had this whole thing of like intentionality, drawing appropriate boundaries mm-hmm. and respecting the other person's spouse, whether, you know, at some point, you know, if that person wants to get married, you know, like that's somebody else's spouse. Right. So there are boundaries, definitely. And it's, and it's true. And I've, I'm, I'm guilty of it as well. Things not working out. And I'm like, but they're still my friend. It's like almost yeah. like a kid mentality inside of me. Like, it's okay. 
And then next minute, I'm like, child, if you don't leave that boy alone. We did. We what? said we came. Kelly and I came together for an episode, and I think either before or after the episode that it we were working we didn't on. Even get to the episode. Yeah, we talked for like two hours because <laughs> we both at that time we weren't going with these guys, but we were talking to these guys, and at that time, my person just kind of I could tell in our conversation it was declining. And then when I kind of said something about it, truth is I went off. I did too much. But when I said something about it, it was just like, you know what? I should have picked up the signs and kept on moving. You know, got in my car and drove off. But, you know, I'm always, I am, I'm very, though I can be mean, because a lot of my friends say it, I'm, I can be mean. But as well as me and me, I'm very, very soft, centered, very careful, very caring. And sometimes that can just bite me in the behind. And so yeah. we, I was going through that while Kelly was going through. I can't tell your story. You tell. <laughs> so, so, like you said, um, investing emotionally, I felt that I had to kind of, even though we weren't technically like official or dating, really, we were, I, I don't even want to call it court. I, I, I'm just going to say we were wasting each other's time. Um, <laughs> but seriously. Yeah. Seriously. It, just, it was just like four months, five months of just time wasted. And I was in, like, a weird place. I'm trying to get, like, um, it's my last year of college. I'm trying to get everything done. I'm trying to figure my life out. This dude hasn't even thought, like he keeps saying, a whole bunch of other things. And I think because I had invested so much in him emotionally mm-hmm. that, like, just letting in out of the clear blue, he, one day he just texted me and said, I just want to be friends. And that mm-hmm. just threw me off. I was like, I thought we were... Okay, yeah. just out of the blue. And it and yeah. like I just couldn't get grasp the concept of like I guess it was that female thing in me where I just needed closure. Why? Yeah. yeah. And like this went on until as you know, that happened in November. This went on until like August. Like mm-hmm. I'm still trying mm-hmm. to figure out but it was because and like I've come to the conclusion, it was because I invested in it so much emotionally mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. there being any commitment tied to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That's why I was yeah. saying, like, you know, like, we literally, like, not literally talked about this, but we had we did a, have this conversation. Mm-hmm. about that. I invested emotionally, but there was no commitment, and that was just, like, a lesson learned. And I thought, like, I'm so glad people on the West Coast understand how I feel. Oh, girl, <laughs> oh my gosh, you have no idea how many right. times I've done <laughs> Come to L.A., we'll hang out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I've done the fake girlfriend thing so many times until I got to the point where I was like, I'm too old for this. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I cannot do this anymore. I would rather be single for the rest of my life than be somebody's fake girlfriend. Seriously. Like, just, to, just to say you're in a relationship, but it's chaos and annoying. That's my but problem. But not even, not even a relationship. You know, it's like I've done the, the like whole thing where it's like a guy friend, but we he just like, he gives me a lot of attention. I give him a lot of attention. We talk all the time. We rely on each other. You know, like we have like, got you. What okay. From the outside looks like we're dating, but he has no clue that that's how it looked to everybody else. Okay. You know? I understand what you're saying. That, like what he's saying to me, I'm going to misinterpret it because only someone who yeah. wants a relationship yeah. would say those things. Otherwise you're a crazy person because, or you're bipolar or something. You know, I don't know what you Bipolar. That's a good one. <laughs> There's some out there. They need to go get tested. We usually let our guests pray out if they're school with you all. 
Uh, you yeah, guys sure. Yeah, I would love that. Awesome. Do you want both two or just one of us? You want... I, don't, I don't know. What do you want to do? <laughs> Let the spirit guide us? <laughs> I've got a prayer. That, can I read you one? Yeah. Let's... We're going to talk about, yes, about prayer. Can I read you one that's uh, meaningful to me? And then we could also do free You can do free stuff. I think you should just <laughs> benedict us like out. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is one of my favorite writers, Thomas Merton. And I have this prayer like on my mirror. Um, and I read it all the time. Um, my Lord God, I have no idea where I'm going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end, nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I'm following your will does not mean that I am actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you. And I hope I have that desire in all that I am doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, will I trust you always, though I may seem to be lost in the shadow of death. I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. Amen. Amen. I enjoyed that prayer. (laughs) Thanks, guys. We appreciate you for doing this with us. Um, So appreciate you guys. 